Welcome to another episode of the You Flourish podcast, where we are your go-to stop for faith-based career coaching to help you flourish in all seasons of your leadership journey. Flourishing happens when you find strength in God to let go of all worry. It's easy to get wrapped up in the stress and hustle of this world and to put faith on the back burner. What if you tune into our podcast every other Tuesday so that you could feel encouraged to go through the rest of your week keeping God top of mind? And if you love what we have to say, make sure you follow us on social media, write a review, and subscribe. Get ready to grow, and let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the You Flourish podcast. Today, I'm so excited to be joined by Emily Buckingham, who is the owner of F45 Training in West Fargo, North Dakota. And I'm just excited to have a conversation today with her about all things fitness, health, wellness, and faith, and how that all wraps into one. But before I have her introduce herself and talk a little more, I want to give one announcement, and then I will open this up in a little prayer. And so first... On February 24th, 2022, or 2023, we're in 2023 now, wow, (laughs) Uh, 2023, we are hosting Breakfast in Bibles, and this is just our way of bringing a community of people together to really learn about how we can bring faith back into every aspect of our life, and especially our work life, and um, it's at Dakota Medical Foundation in Fargo, North Dakota, and we love for you to join us, and we'll put a link to get your ticket to that in the show notes. Um, and with that, um, I just ask if you're driving or whatever you're doing, if you can close your eyes, close your eyes and I'll, um, open this just in a little prayer. So heavenly father, thank you so much for bringing us here today. Um, I just ask that you calm our hearts and whatever we have going on right now, Lord, please just be with us. Uh, please watch over our families, our friends, um, and everything that we have going on today, whatever it is, whatever is weighing heavy on us, please take that. And know that we need to collaborate with you in our lives and we can't do it on our own. And please just be with us and please bless this conversation and everyone is listening to it, Lord. Um, thank you for this day and um, just for everything. Thank you for the sunshine, for the snow. Um, we love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Uh, well, Emily, just thank you so much for being here. And I guess why don't you just start by just sharing with our listeners more about you, your mm-hmm. story, like just wherever you want to start, just share more about. Cool. I'm going to give an abbreviated version okay. of my story because I've been all over the place. So I grew up in Northern Minnesota. I did my undergrad at the University of North Dakota for athletic training and I had a minor in psych there. Um, from there, I state hopped and got my very first job in the state of Wyoming. From there, went to California, got a master's degree in kinesiology and sport performance, moved to the Twin Cities, worked at an orthopedic clinic, got to do some cool things in athletic training there. Um, Then my boyfriend at the time, now husband, finally proposed to me. We moved back to the state of Wyoming. His job took us to Colorado, worked as an athletic trainer again at Banner Orthopedics, and then created a partnership with a rush soccer program. And then he got another job opportunity to move to Texas. And uh, when we moved to Texas, I got to work at the National Athletic Trainers Association. Um, And so we've just been state hopping all over the place. Um, Kind of what I tell people all the time is I'm a multi-passionate person, like YOLOing to the fullest. Like that's truly what I embody. 
Um, and most of the jobs that I've had throughout my life, even growing up when I was living in Greenbush have all been like positions of service and just helping people. And uh, I'm super passionate about educating people about their body and teaching them about wellness and connecting people to resources on things. And so, um, kind of like every job or every opportunity that I've had has always kind of like focused around, um, that wellness and just better living component. And so, yeah, we were in Texas. We welcomed the birth of our first baby down there, became a mommy for the first time. COVID happened. And then we started praying intentionally about next steps of what we wanted to do. And we had, my husband is, like I said, is from Wyoming. I'm from Northern Minnesota. So if we would have picked a spot in the middle of both families, we would have ended up in the middle of North Dakota and there was zero chance. So we were living in the middle of North Dakota. And, um, but we just uh, started to pray more intentionally about what would we do. And I had fell in love with the F45 concept. I was introduced to it when I was down in the Twin Cities and uh, brought it to my husband of like, hey, it'd be so cool if we could open an F45 studio, but like, how could we make that happen? Where would we make it happen? And it's just crazy how God kind of just opened the doors for us to bring it up to Fargo. No one had inquired about the territory. As we were going through the process of selling our home in Texas, um, we sold it in one weekend for way over asking price. And we were just like, okay, I guess this is really happening. I guess we're moving. So as we moved up here, we were here for a month and then we found out we were expecting our second baby. So um, life's just been like kind of crazy and kind of fast for the last 10 years of my life. So um, yeah, that's, that's me in a nutshell. I'm kind of all over the place, but I love it. <laughs> no, I love it. It's just so exciting to hear about like all the changes you've had, but you just seem so high of spirits and like you have such a good <laughs> attitude. Um, even though things maybe have seemed like out of hand or maybe like out of your control at some point, um, oh, really hard. Um, so I guess that, you know, my first question is like, how have you stayed, how have you stayed like with hope when things have kept changing yeah. and like with through all of this, like, how do you stay positive and like, yeah. yeah, faithful. Yeah. So my faith is super important to me. Um, I, um, always go to mass. Like it's super important for me to receive the sacrament of the Eucharist to like have Christ in my life as an outward sign. Um, and so like, that's something that's always been really huge for me is just making sure that like faith comes first over everything else. Um, because life gets really busy and messy and fast, and then you just go and go and go and go and go. And so staying grounded in that is super important. And uh, when you said something about the hope component, so there's this really funky, like I love science and I'm going to be really geeky with you for a second. So I'm going to butcher this word because I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but it's like psycho neuroimmunology. And so it talks about like this, your psychology, how it interacts with your nervous system and your immunity. And um, so there's like crazy science that if you have like negative thoughts, it can create inflammation in your body and all of these different things. Um, but what's really cool, and I don't know the exact study, but if you have hope, it like physically changes your psychology different, which is so crazy. So like the creator of the universe who like wants us to have hope and belief in like all of these things, like it's all connected. Like we are physical, spiritual, emotional beings. And so like, when you said that, we're like, how did you have hope in all of it? Like, it's just so all inner interconnected. It's crazy. 
Wow. I have actually never heard of that. I know the, yeah. the topic of, you know, when you are stressed, like stress affects you different ways. Like it, mm-hmm. it can affect you physically, mostly. Um, when I feel stressed, I always feel it in my stomach. Like I get the worst stomach aches when I'm stressed out or just worried about things or all the above, but I didn't know like how much hope actually yeah. affects you in that way. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also have heard the quote, like, if you have, like, if you have anything, just have hope. And so like, mm-hmm. that would that would yeah. make sense to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, one thing that I think about too is so like my goal has always been to read through the Bible. And I think a lot of us are always just like, I want to read through the whole Bible. And then you're like, I'm just going to do it start to finish. Well, like that's not how it was meant to be read. And um, Father Mike, he does this podcast, the Bible in the Year podcast, and it's freaking amazing. Like you don't even have to be Catholic to like listen to this podcast because he just goes through it in such tangible ways. And so when we were in Texas, um, when it first came out, my son and I would listen to it every single morning as a part of like our routine. And uh, that is like, he would just be playing and like, we would be listening to it. So it was like an easy way to do it. Cause as a mom, you're just like, how am I going to get in all of these things? And there's so much stuff coming at me all of the time. And uh, um, so when they came out, when Essentia Presents came out with the Bible in Your podcast, I was like, this is amazing because I will actually be able to get through it. But on one of the episodes, he had talked about how like, if you don't have hope or if you're like discouraged or different things to think about in the Bible, like the tribe of Judah would always be the tribe to go first. And Judah means praise. So like praise first, like in any situation. So that's another thing too. I love that. And I'm going to link the Bible in a year in the show notes. My sister went through the Bible in the year. I'm currently going through the catechism in a year. And yeah. so it's just so like having a daily thing. And like those are those episodes or what? And they're so bite-sized. Yeah. They're so small. And Father Mike is blessed with like such a way of talking about it. Yes. And he opens it, opens your ears up and you're like, oh my God, I've never thought of it this way. Or like, this makes so much more sense. Or like, I see, and I relate to how this, mm-hmm. like, it's just incredible. Um, yeah. You don't, you don't have to be like a certain real, like, you just have to be a Christian and believe in the yeah. Lord and like go through the go through the, it will, it will bless you so much. Just like going through the Bible here. He is just blessed with like a way of explaining things. And so, yeah, if you're looking for a way to, if anyone listening is looking for a way to, you know, listen to the whole Bible or say you want to read the whole Bible, like you said, like it's a great easy way to get, and he explains what you read too, because Mm -hmm. sometimes it's like, okay, what did I just read? Like, like all of these names makes zero yeah. sense to me. Why would this be important? Why is this in the Bible? Why would this yes. be important for me to freaking know about? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I think so. I think like just thinking about all those things, just kind of like tying it together is just um like you have to have hope and you have to like know your greater purpose. Like when life gets super crazy about all of the things, or like we've stayed hopped to all different places. Like it wasn't easy some of those journeys and those steps were like walking out in faith and like trying to discern and know for sure like is this my next step is this where I'm supposed to go and then just being being really present like where you're placed and just like have a servant's heart like the things that you do do it for the Lord it has more purpose and um that really helps no matter what setting you're in if you're picking your kids' toys up for the millionth time, or you're putting dishes away for the millionth time, or you're serving someone in your job for the millionth time, or you're dealing, interacting with someone who is extremely difficult. Um, like 
just when you know your greater purpose, it just makes everything so much more meaningful. And then you automatically like live in the hope, like you have the hope. Yeah. I love that. And like, speaking of like taking a leap of faith and like following your purpose, I mean, you took a leap of faith because you were interested in starting this F45 training, like fitness facility. And Mm -hmm. which is like, I'm not a business owner. I I'm a kick-ass athletic trainer. Like I've lived in the sports med world for a long time. Like that's me. I love when someone gets hurt on the field because I can do an evaluation and diagnose and know what's happening and then tell them the steps of how they're going to get better and like make this plan moving forward. And like, I've had a lot of leadership positions in my life just growing up. I grew up in a small community where you had the opportunity to be involved in a whole bunch of different things. So like we're in 4-H, I was the student council president. I was like all of these things. And so um, like- you just get prepared throughout your, everything you do is like for a purpose and it somehow comes back around and helps you. And um, yeah, I'm really kind of realizing now, like in this business role, wow, my life was preparing me for this next journey that I am currently in right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, that is so true. It's always like when you look back five years ago and think about how you got to where you are now and like how you were prepared, like God is always preparing you for that next step, whether you, whether you can expect it or whether you know it or not. But also like, I heard this really great quote one time and it was like, you know, when we all think of like anxiety is such a big thing, we all like, like from anxiety because we're always thinking about the next thing. And we're always like worried about what's going to happen tomorrow but God Mm -hmm. has only given us the strength enough for right now. And like, he only gives us enough strength for this exact moment and for today. So when you're worrying about tomorrow, you don't have the strength for tomorrow yet. You only have the strength for today right now. And so it's like, when you worry about all the things that could and should and might happen, Mm -hmm. you're not like accepting and you're not like realizing the beauty that's right in front of you that the Lord has given you right now. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm saying this as like, I severely struggle with living in the moment and like being okay where I'm planted, but Well, I think it's so hard because we also live in a world where like the enemy is trying to attack like all the times. And so like I think about like the Ephesians um, six a lot of that. It's not a war against flesh and blood, but like principalities and darkness of evil. Like I think about that a lot because like when you think when you think about what God is and what what he is, um, he's not the anxiety. He's not fear like that is coming from a defeated and desperate enemy, like underlying defeated, underlying desperate enemy. And so like he's trying to attack. And so like, we know Christians know that we are not of this world. And so, yeah, whenever, like, obviously you're going to have those feelings and you're going to have those emotions. And that's why it's so important to be rooted in your faith and to know like what you believe and know what your purpose is and know this is not your forever home that you have a different home and to and to and like know what your purpose is like what is your purpose like why are we here like we want to know and love Jesus and help others know and love Jesus to be with him forever like ultimately eternal eternal life right and so um yeah when you like put things into those perspectives when you break it down, you're like, oh yeah, that's so simple. That's so easy. But then life happens because we're living yeah. in a broken world. So. Yeah. You might've already touched on this, but I mean, what advice would you give someone who is maybe feeling like the journey they're on isn't the journey that Christ wants them to be on? Like, yeah, I would, I would first ask them like, is this what you want or is this what you've prayed about? And you feel like you're discerned and called to do because, um, 
when like, I don't have a huge example for this, but I can just give like a little example of when Ben and I moved from Wyoming to Colorado, like we more so made the move because we thought it, it was going to be better and easier for me to find an athletic training job. Like I wanted a purpose of working in my profession. And I, we didn't pray about it as much as we have like any one of our other moves. And so I kind of feel like that's why we didn't feel as settled, why it didn't feel right to be in that position. Um, and so I think you just have to like pray boldly and pray confidently and like leave it at like, what, what are you asking me to do? And you're not always going to, people sometimes are always like looking for a sign or this or that. And sometimes like God is just asking you to like serve the little ways of where you're at. And then it becomes more clear of potentially what your purpose would be. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be this huge, deep, this huge thing that happens to you. Mm -hmm. Like, I think we're all waiting for this, like amazing moment, but like, that's not how, that's not how God I don't think that's realistic. Like, yeah. I don't think that, that is no. really, <laughs> it reminds me of, gosh, it's a mother Teresa quote about how, um, like do small things with great love and yeah. like, like just be that small pebble and like create ripples that are bigger than we could even imagine like yeah. stop trying to change the world. <laughs> Just yeah. try to like do one little right where you're at. Yeah. I don't, I think it was like a 2000s quote that was super popular that was going around all the time, but it was like, um, the person of those like picking up the starfish on the beach and like throwing it in the beach. Like, I don't know if it was like quoted in somebody's bathroom or if it was like you, you know like when all these things just like started to be popular um but and then like the the gist of it is like why are you doing that there's like a million of them on the beach and it was like well it matters to this one and so like same same concept yeah yeah well when it comes to I mean serving people every single day and trying to help yeah. people make little changes I mean when it comes to your job and you're going into the gym every single day how are mm -hmm. you helping people um, really like flourish in their faith? Um, yeah, I guess that's my question. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, sometimes I think it's just like being a positive environment for people. And so I think sometimes people get it wrong and they're just like, oh, if I'm going to be a Christian, I just need to like preach the gospel like everywhere. And like, that's not all the time what the Lord is asking you specifically to do. Like, it's more so like being happy, like showing a welcome, warm environment, like making sure that you make someone else's day, like make them feel good. Um, and you don't realize, so like, if we believe that the Holy Spirit is living within us, then we believe that God will help, help with interactions that we don't even realize might influence. Like, so it might not be like, here's a Bible verse for today, or here's a, like, let me tell you about Jesus, but just like being his hands and feet and like being loving and serving and kind and like, and like, and giving the fruits of the spirit to people um, is kind of what I've always tried to embody and what I've tried to do when I worked as an athletic trainer and when I like any, any job that I've worked in um, because like, that's more comfortable for me than to be like, oh, I'm praying for you today or I'm whatever. Like, that's just not my personality. Like I love people. I pray for people all the time. Like when I go to bed, I'm just like, like, please bless all of our members, please, whatever, all the things. But like, it's not my personality to be that other type of evangelist. Like I show God's love through like truly caring about people and truly helping them make life changes and interacting with them and like being present in the interactions and those mm -hmm. kinds of things. So, yeah. yeah. And like when it comes to, I mean, obviously you're helping people 
live a more healthy lifestyle, right? Like that's what it's all about. But how in your words, like perspective, how do faith and fitness, like, Mm -hmm. how do they go together? Because I don't know, I think of personally, like, you know, people think of like New Year's resolutions and I don't know if you've ever heard of habit stacking where like, Mm -hmm. oh, if you want to pray more, I mean, like exercising more, like, how could you habit stack those? Or like, how can this all correlate? What is this all together? And how can we make it make sense? Yeah. Um, I, that's a loaded question, Grace. So, um, so let me break it down. So I think first of all, like when someone's trying to make happy, healthy life changes in general, it's really hard. So like the best way to make true sustainable changes is to have what's called like quote smart goals. It's a very like popular term in the fitness world. So S stands for sustainable. M stands for measurable. A stands for attainable. R is realistic. And then T is time bound. So you have to, if you're going to set a fitness goal, or if you're going to set a faith goal, if you're going to set like something, you have to have like measurable, actionable steps. So meaning you're going to have to do something every single day to make that happen. You have to do the boring things every single day. Um, And so now just put that off to the side. And then when it comes to faith, like you have to have Jesus is living and real. That's what we believe as Christians, right? And so you have to have a relationship with him every single day. Like you don't have, like some people's prayer time is I need just 10 minutes of quiet prayer time. Like that's really good. You're called and important. It's important to do those kinds of things, but it's also, Hey, you're driving in the car. Like, Hey Jesus, I really need you today. Hey, whatever. And like having a constant dialogue and like building that relationship is super important. So you don't go to the gym one time and think that you're going to get swole for the rest of your life. You don't do five sets of an exercise and you're like, yep, I did forever. <laughs> like it doesn't work like that. And same thing with your faith. You have to continually do things and you have to grow and you have to be in community. And so here's kind of where they like cross over, I think. So in the fitness world, in the, in the health world, and then just being a healthy person in general. And then in your faith, like you are called to be in community. And that's a huge thing that like F45 as a brand talks about a lot too. This is like team training, life-changing when you go in on the, on the walls in any of the F45 studios, every single one looks the exact same, no matter where, if you walked into one in Pakistan or Canada or Australia or anywhere you go, the studio is set up to look the same. Like obviously the spacing and size of it might be different, but like the format is the same. And um, why I also just really love like the company as a whole is because it's not just a fitness workout. You don't just go do a workout. Like if you're wanting to make true life sustainable changes, you, we have the ecosystem of resources for that. And a huge part of that is community. Like we're not meant to be alone or to live alone. And, um, so that's, that's kind of like the cross, how I kind of see the crossover going back and forth. Um, I don't know if that directly answers your question, but that's kind of like how my brain understood mm-hmm. <laughs> the no, that question. Makes sense. I mean, so ask more if you need more from that. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. And just the idea that like to be a healthy person, um, it encompasses more than just your body. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We, we all know it. Like we talk about wellness, mental health, like all these different things. Well, faith is like a, a well, like a whole, you have to be whole. You aren't whole without your faith. And how can you be whole, um, yeah. you know, without having, like it kind of goes back to that funky word, that psycho neuroimmunology. Mm-hmm. If I'm saying it right, I don't even know if I'm saying it right, but it's like that super long word where it's like, AKA all interconnected. Yes. 
yeah technically what you could break it down to and you know and god also calls us to like take care of our bodies i mean our body is a temple and so how do you take care of your body best and that's up to you and like what you need for your body and what i need for my body like we're all so much different Mm -hmm. but like our body is a temple and so like you only have one like take Mm -hmm. care of it and so take care of it and that's why like when people get into addiction and all these other things it doesn't have to be just like addiction with drugs it can be addiction with food it can be addiction with like you are what you consume and uh, that it and that means everything from your environment it changes your cells from the people you're around changes your mood changes your cells mm-hmm. the stuff you put into it changes your body changes your cell like people say you are what you eat yeah you are because that's what you are consuming and so it's not just what you eat it's your environment it's the people it's all of the things and so um just honoring your body of like, this is what God gave me to do his work and his purpose in this life. And so if you're not taking care of it, um, it's really hard to live out what you were supposed to do or like figure out what you're supposed to do. Because if you have illness or if you're sick because of your environment, whether that be food, people, whatever, um, then, then that's taking you away from your purpose and you don't feel good to wake up. You don't have the energy to do what you're supposed to do. Your brain is different. You get brain fog when you have toxins in your body. And so it just, it really, it really goes hand in hand, Mm -hmm. uh, wellness and like faith. So, yeah. It is. I think it all kind of came full circle for us both like here at the end, yeah. like you can't follow your God-given purpose if you're no. not following and like living a life and, you know, taking care of yourself because you have to mm-hmm. be your best self in order for God and not necessarily, you don't have to be your best self, but you have to want and like want to take care of yourself for God to show you his full purpose. Cause you're not going to be clear of mind. Like you said, to be able to mm-hmm. understand, see and hear what God wants you to do. Um, yeah. So I think that yeah, I heard this that one time. That, yeah, I heard a stat one time that in your lifetime, and this was just based on the average lifetime, whatever, you impact around eighty thousand people in your life. You have impressions on eighty thousand people, and so when I heard that, I was like, "Wow!" If more people truthfully understood the ripple effect of what that meant, those interactions could either be a positive interaction or a negative interaction, right? Mm-hmm. And then what's the trickle effect from, from each of those interactions? And so when I heard that stat one time, I was just like, woof, yeah. in your lifetime. So obviously, and maybe, and who knows if that stat is even like there, you hear stats all the time, but it seemed yeah. appropriate. <laughs> it seems like that probably would be appropriate in your lifetime if they, I think it was like, 70 or 80 or something they said it would be the average age of of the person who they were mm-hmm. doing the statistic for um and so yeah just think think about those little impressions that you can have they can either be holy moment impressions or they can be the opposite and then just and that's where we as christians have to believe okay if the holy spirit's living inside of me like i don't know how god is going to use and work this situation in my life like mm-hmm. there's been many different times where I didn't think interactions were that impactful. And then I would have student athletes from a long time ago be like, Emily, you didn't realize that when you did this, this, and this, like how this was such an impact for me. And so you just like, don't realize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love it. That's so true. And that is crazy. I mean, I can believe that 80,000 times, you know, 80,000 people that you're, you give the impression to. And so uh, yeah. that's so powerful. Well, 
And I mean, this isn't such a great conversation. I don't want to wrap it up, but we have to wrap it up soon. But before we completely, completely wrap it up, I would love to know, and I would love for you to share if you have one, maybe a Bible verse or a Bible story that is your favorite or something that you've been really impacted by. Uh, if you want to share a little bit about that and what it means to you. Yeah. So obviously like my all-time favorite story is the redemption story of when Jesus died on the cross for us. But um, right now, what I resonate the most with is in Luke 10, where Jesus comes to visit Mary and Martha. And um, there's a book written about it too. It's called having a Mary heart in a Martha world. So just like being super busy and super overwhelmed and like the whole the arching theme throughout that is because I'm very much a Martha. Like I'm going to do all of the things to make sure that people are comfortable and ready and like have all of the stuff. And uh, literally what Jesus is asking for in that moment is to be the Mary to like come to him first and like be grounded in him. And you don't have to do more things. And obviously there's multiple interpretations of how you can read that story. But, um, I think, I resonate with that so much right now of just like trying to make sure that I align with what's important first, which is my relationship with the Lord and then doing all of the other things. So that's kind of my quote save. Mm -hmm. right now. Also just remembering to like pause and it's okay to just sit at the feet of Jesus and um, just be there with him instead of, yeah, rushing, rushing to be everything to everybody. Um, because sometimes that's not what God wants for us. Um, he just wants us to sit and surrender to him too. Um, yeah. So. And so like kind of a verse to go along with it, maybe like Romans, like everything works to good, works together for the good of all people who love him. And so I think just having that quote hope in like what you're doing and what's happening. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us. And just thank you so much for being here too. It's been such a, you have so much wisdom and I'm just excited. Oh, and I hope people, and we'll put your, um, how they can, people can find you in the show notes. And we'll also put a link to F45. So if people are wondering um, what your gym is all about and uh, how they can get involved and learn a little bit more, we'll put that all in the show notes. Um, but yeah, I mean, do you have any last thoughts or um, anything for um, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Um, I don't know a lot, a ton of like graces, like the person's name grace. <laughs> and, um, which is really funny that we like were able to meet this year, but that was like my word for the year is Aww. grace just to like give myself more grace. And mm -hmm. so, um, yeah, just, just live your name out because it's great. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's so sweet. Well, you're so kind. Well, thank you all so much for listening and We'll see you on our next episode.